What's going on, guys? AJ here bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. Now, I want to give a tip, and this tip is pretty close to heart, so I'm trying to figure out how much objectivity I'm bringing to this inevitable tip or how much how much personal pain I'm bringing to this tip. For those that have listened to this podcast, you know that I have decided to try to make my journey back in-house. Now, for those that didn't listen to this podcast, you know I'm not your traditional type of guy, your traditional type of HR folk, your traditional type of professional. I have strengths. I have many weaknesses. I have a very diverse background and skill set. So when I think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, when I think about trying to help organizations be open and honest and and honestly keep their eyes and ears open to all different types of applicants that may be coming into the pipeline, it comes from a very special place because I feel like I am not the traditional type. So I just want to give some of that a little bit of a background prior to my tip because it's definitely going to uh, be based in my energy. Rethinking hiring for different, rethinking hirely differently for um, for very diverse candidates and teaching your TAs, teaching your hiring managers, teaching anyone that's involved in the process to keep their eyes and ears open is something that I'm very passionate about. And here's a couple of different examples. Assess the resume and cover letter for relevant skills. I think this is something that everyone knows, but I think this is something that not a lot of people actually do very well. And I don't believe organizations on a quarterly, yearly, bi-yearly, whatever the case is going to be, I don't think they train their TAs, they train their hiring managers to do that enough. When you're assessing a cover letter, when you're assessing a resume, I think we all get used to seeing and looking out for the same things. In my case, we're looking for, you know, folks maybe looking through a head of people type resume or a head of people type cover letter. You're looking for the same things. You're looking for the SHRM certifications. You're looking for experience in full cycle recruiting. You're looking for experience scaling organizations with full cycle recruiting from 50 to 200 or 50 to 1,000, whatever the case is going to be. You're looking for keywords like TA and DE&I and you're looking for experience with employee experience. You're looking for experience and, and practicality when it comes to, <coughs> excuse me, um, when it comes to many things. I don't need to rattle off everything. But I think when I want to teach and what I want to say when it comes to DEI and diversity, when we're assessing a resume and, we're, and when we're assessing a cover letter, the first thing that comes to mind is, is there, and this is a question and I'm, and I'm quite literally asking, Is there a budding technology, a budding ATS, a budding system that can actually scan, has enough AI technologies baked in, enough awareness baked in to scan and understand and look for skills that are a little bit more nuanced that may not be written or structured in the right exact language, but can be complementary skills relevant skills that can still make sense to bring that person in at least for a screening call. Does something like that out there exist? I have to believe there are so many great applicants, i.e. myself, and again, I I prefaced this in the beginning of the episode, 
that maybe they didn't word it the right way, use the right language, use the right lingo, use the right X, Y, and Z. And I get it. I totally get it. You think as an organization, you're looking for X, Y, and Z because 90% of your candidates are using that right language, that right lingo, that they have that traditional background. But what about the folks that don't? You could be missing out on someone that could bring phenomenal innovation, phenomenal energy, and some of the more tried and true tactical best practices that you do feel like you need. Maybe there are things that, A, they could learn pretty quickly. B, maybe they know how to do, they just didn't mention it. Or C, maybe there's some other strategic initiatives you could do to make sure those things get done. It's worth bringing them in for a screening call. So I'm, I'm giving a shout out to anyone that knows about any innovative technologies to scan these cover letters and scan these survey, uh, scan these resumes to find these variables. Because we know at the end of the day, for organizations that are getting 200 or more applications per role, and maybe there's six open recs, right? Like we know that's a lot. We know that's a lot. And if there's 200 open recs, I mean, there's 200 applications, six open recs. We know that's a lot of information to put push through. We know that's a lot for our TAs, a lot for our hiring managers, a lot for our pe- our heads of people that have more of that administrative type role that's, that's still impacting the recruiting sector. We know that's a lot. So that's my first question. My second question is, consider how their work experiences could be applied to your organization. Again, that's looking and training your people to look out for things that are a little bit different. I'll give you a very practical situation and an example. If you're looking for a head of people that has experience within the DEI sector, I'll give you an example of what an out-of-the-box variable will look like. If you look at my resume, you'll see You'll see work with MindStand Technologies, with, which is a DEI um, technology-based company that scans organizations for certain languages, certain best practices, certain consistencies that can maybe make you know employees uncomfortable. That can maybe um, allocate and understand and, and, and point out for trends, things of that nature. That's that that company. My understanding is in the DEI sector. I am not only an advisor to that company. I am a head of partnerships of that company. That would tell you that I know enough about that company and about what that company does and about the members of that company and the partners of that company where I have enough of a hold within the DEI sector that I could bring some sort of energy and value. The Beyond Brand Audio Experience brand that I also am the CEO of. That is a DEI and 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 recruiting and communications mix and variable and hybrid that again can tell you that I know enough about these things. Maybe I'm not, and maybe I wasn't a DEI consultant and or a DEI leader inside of a company and or stood up DEI programs and initiatives for X, Y, and Z years like other candidates. And I get it. Maybe those other candidates are more of a fit for what you think you need, but at least allow folks like that to get to the screening part. At least allow them to explain to you how their experiences with the Beyond brand or their experiences with the mindset are transferable. So that's what I mean. And consider how the work experiences can be applied to your organization, even though it's not direct in a beam straight line. And I don't think we have enough, again, TAs and hiring managers that actually understand this. There are so many organizations out here, and I love my wife, so please no knock to her. 
that have 26, 29, 31, 23, 25-year-old folks that all they actually know how to do is turn into a robot, take all of the non-negotiables, take all of the languages, take all of the key bullet points that they need to look out for when reviewing a cover letter and or a resume, and they don't even understand the contextual nuance to what they're reading. Like my wife, for example, if she were to go in and be a recruiter inside of an organization or a hiring manager inside of the organization or anyone a part of the HR team reviewing my cover letter or my resume coming in and, and she looked to her left and this was something her leader gave to her, say, look, look out for these 10 bullet points. If you don't see these 10 bullet points, move on. Don't bring them in for a screening. She wouldn't even be able to analyze if they were looking for experience with DE&I and experience with DEI strategy within the recruiting and hiring sector. It probably wouldn't say it like that, but let's say it does say it like that. She wouldn't even be able to understand that that, that, that the beyond brand experience correlates to that. Now, I know many listening says, well, it's your responsibility as a candidate to make sure that that language and that experience is transferable and is communicated in a way that the, the organizations can understand. And I definitely agree. But what about those great applicants, those great talented individuals that for whatever reason, it does not clearly transfer over? And what about folks like my wife who may not have that skill or that context setting and she's just literally going in as a robot and listening directly to what the bullet point's saying to what their hiring manager and or her leader says? These are things that I don't think enough companies are thinking about. So when I say rethink hiring, when I, th- when I say bake in DE&I to your hiring, these are some of the training moments. These are some of the awareness moments. These are some of the variables that I'm alluding to. I think we're, I think, this is what I honestly think. I think as HR folks, we scream to the top of the mountaintops about diversity, about equity, about inclusion, about finding folks that are different, about transferable skills. We, we, we scream to the mountaintops about all these buzzwords in our blogs and our podcasts and our keynotes and all this shit. But if we really open up the hood of the organizations, we're doing what we did 10 years ago. We're outlining key things that we want to look out for. And we're ignoring those that don't have those key things in the right language and the right structure that we're looking out for. It happens in the interviews as well. Someone like me may come in and give a nice little rant about certain things around, again, around performance management or around how to hold and have one-on-ones or around, you know, coaching and you know, leadership, whatever it's going to be. And we're looking over as, a, you know, the hiring manager, they're looking over at their little sheet and their notes from the last seven interviews they did. And they heard every single thing that they thought they were supposed to hear based off of someone that is a long tenured HR folk. But why aren't they being trained to listen out for things that are slightly nuanced, slightly different, but transferable? So I know this this rant today wasn't exactly an answer, but it was at least an awareness call out to some of these organizations and some of these TAs and some of these hiring managers and some of these HR people that I do believe need to wake up a little bit more, educate themselves, keep their eyes and ears open for things that are a little bit different. Thanks a lot.